McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, what up, baby? It's going down. Welcome to episode number 24. I hate the homies podcast. I be rock teasy for sheezy. It's the first homie Griff episode 24 is our Kobe episode. I hate the homies. And it's your boy Super Dave, but guess what? We, we don't, don't care. care. <laughs> Super Dave, why are you so sad sounding, bro? <laughs> I mean, I'm at home. It's it's a Monday night. It's Halloween night, man. I already did the trick-or-treating thing. It's time to get in bed now. You got little kids. You went trick-or-treating or you gave candy out at your house? I don't give candy out. You know I'm not a nice guy. So <laughs> oh, We got to get into this. We got to get into this because that's mean, bro. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Right. Let me tell them what's going to happen this episode, dog. We're going to yeah. get right into the screws of Halloween, dog. Absolutely. Yeah, we gotta address this. <laughs> right. Uh, number one, we're gonna talk about Kanye, man. We we have to talk about it like Bill Cosby. Uh Deion Sanders, and check this out. We're gonna talk about Dion in a light that y'all might not be ready for. I'm actually kind of excited about this. Of course, this is our first episode with McDonald's Love at First Bite segment. We're talking about what? that McRib. Man, before it's gone, but we're gonna get into that. Uh, the Eagles are still undefeated. We'll talk about the NFL and, of course, college football. Although, no matter what we say in this episode, the next time you hear us, it's gonna be all different, but it's gonna be an amazing show. So, get ready for it. How about that? Let's go, baby. Ray Douglas, you done messed up, Aaron. Yeah, huh. I've been geeking for this broadcast. Got me in my bag, cause all they do is talk a lot of trash. Wait until I see them face to face off of this podcast. What you gotta say now? Check the facts, don't have a wrong stat. Rock to he a genius as a sport, make Ricky smile, boy. Super Davey Holly come up short on like it's cowboys. Always controversial, grip call out plays, no rehearsal. Got me talking all in circles. I hate the homies. And grip be laughing like it's funny. But they never bet no money. They my mans, but they throw me. Ah, I hate the homies. All right, so y'all probably wonder why we all in three different spaces today. So I'm actually on the road and uh, at Russ College, man. Another one of our fine HBCUs. Our oldest daughter attends school at Russ College. And um, man, it's, uh, she had her first basketball game this year of the season. And they won. Uh, so excited. I was hyped. Mom was hyped. Mom might have been a little bit more hyper than me. You know, she didn't want to be embarrassing the kids because she be she the loudest one in the gym. But if you ain't never been to an HBCU basketball game, you already know it don't take much to get hyped. You know what I'm saying? It was fun. So, so proud of her. Lyric Turner, that's our oldest daughter. And so that's where I'm at. I'm in a hotel right now. There it is. How, how's she do? How, what's she finished with? Oh, man. She had 12, 9, and 4 assists. 12 points. Nice. Nice. That's a good, good solid game. I'm in uh I'm in New Orleans over here off of Canal. It's my wife's birthday. She never been to New Orleans before. We actually came for the Raider game. Let me tell you something, man. 
You should. Hey, you should have skipped past that part. Though. I, I could have skipped past them tickets and well, just came on. straight to my wife's birthday. Your daughter. I mean, your wife never been to New Orleans. This is her first time. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. so she was enthralled and amazed of how cool the Saints fans was. You know, living in Atlanta 22 years, I've been messing with Saints fans the whole 22 years. Great people, amazing food. So we had a private chef, Chef Ashley on Instagram. She's let that girl cook. And she came and made, um, uh, she, oh man, it was so, she made gumbo. She made uh, 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 Cajun pasta, catfish, and shrimp, and beignets. Like, so I'm in an Airbnb right now, full. Really glad that this came on late, because we ain't want to go out. We grown. And they said Halloween is the busiest night of, of New Orleans, more than Mardi Gras. So it is bananas outside right now. So what did the chef make again? She made beignets. Uh -huh. She made Cajun pasta. Okay. She made um um what was it? Catfish and shrimp and so and one more dish. I'm missing gumbo. something. And gumbo, yeah. And gumbo. She was missing one dish that y'all should have had. Some what? eggs for all the zeros y'all had on the scoreboard <laughs> for four hey. quarters. Embarrassing. <laughs> I walked into that one. That's fine. That's fair. Let me tell you, you know what's bad? And we'll we'll get into it in a segment. If, yeah, I'll wait. Um, where yeah. you at, Dave? <laughs> where you at? I'm at home because when we take we're doing the podcast right now, it's of course Monday night and it's Halloween night. Now I'm not a big Halloween person, but my kids, I can't take the joy away from them. I never liked it. I don't like giving candy out to kids because what? Why are you doing that, Rob? How can you be so mean and not What's like giving candy out to kids, man, and seeing Why? all the costumes? Why do I want to make some other kids happy? I have my own kids. <laughs> I'll buy them candy. I'm not buying some little snot-nosed kids candy Wait a minute. Else. On the radio today, we asked for the get-up poll, get-up mornings with Erica Campbell. We said, you know, this is an inspirational show. How y'all feel about Halloween? So three people called and said, it's evil, it's pagan worship, and I ain't—I hate these little begging kids for candy. Why are you letting kids beg for candy? I was like, who's begging for candy? Like, you just give the candy or you don't. Now, one, one year, one year I did this. I said, like, the big, you know how people, you put the candy out and set out on the, um, on the porch when you don't want to op open the door right answer the door so i just said a big pumpkin out there but it wasn't candy and there was nothing but rocks so if you want to take a rock <laughs> home you, you could the, you are the scrooge of halloween like for real bro this you a whole cartoon here. by yourself dog i want to write it <laughs> <laughs> that's not my holiday my holiday is christmas that's I thought you like. I thought you was Prince one year and Jessica Rabbit. And, uh, what happened? <laughs> Where you get the phone? You said Jessica Rabbit. Where you get the Jessica yeah, was, Rabbit from? He was Wasn't Prince. you a girl was for Halloween, Halloween when you worked at Albertsons? 
Okay, well, yeah, you're going to <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was the fruit yeah. of the moon. Y'all was... remember you was Jessica Rabbit? Oh, no, you was going against Jessica Rabbit. That, that, was, the, that was the younger Super Dave. I was young and dumb at that particular time. I became a screw. Now, like on. you was young and fun, dog. We hate <laughs> old and new ass yeah. Super Dave. Right. Exactly. You got all, all tense and tight and always. <laughs> and with a straight face, right? I hate giving candy to kids. I hate it. <laughs> Why? Yosemite Sam, dog. I hate Why make somebody else's kid happy? Why do that? This is the real life Yosemite Sam, dog. For oh, real. No. <laughs> Y'all think I'm playing. I don't know. We know you're not, dog. Oh, man. So let's get into the show, man. We're going to start off talking about Kanye. Now, that's a Halloween trick already. Nobody <laughs> got quiet. Nobody want to address the elephant in the room with Kanye. I mean, I'll, hey, I'll go first. Let me tell you something, man. Kanye, he's not, how can I say this? Because you know people are sensitive. He's, he's, he's going, up. some of the things that he's saying, it's like he's going about it the wrong way. Like it's we all have we all have our right to express our thoughts, our feelings, and our opinions about whatever. Absolutely. Okay? He can he's he has a right to believe what he wants to believe, to think how he wants to think, and to say whatever he wanna say. But at the same time, there's a way to do things. It, does that make sense? Like it's it, no, are we, I hear it, I hear it, and to break it down even more, it's like this. I wanted to punch a dude in the mouth the other day, right? And then all I was thinking, all I could think about was I punch him in the mouth, the police come, they tase me, I go to jail. No one says his name at all. They say Griff from Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell arrested at the Walmart. They don't even say the dude provoked me or not. You know what I mean? Like, so it's all bad for me. So immediately I go, I ain't gonna punch this dude in the face. It ain't even worth it because I'm gonna be in more trouble than him. Message, message. But when you, I believe in, in, in Kanye's defense, we all know that he's suffering from some very serious mental health issues. Um, and we've been laughing it off and, but really as African-Americans, we need to, um, we need to take mental health issues as serious as colon cancer and uh mammograms and everything else because you got to think our whole genealogy has been set up on mental health problems we was taught to love our masters Come we on. was taught to for 400 years ago we was taught uh, stockholm syndrome so with mental health awareness is real. Kanye just happened to be the spokesperson, but I also believe that Kanye is a very enlightened person. And sometimes when you're that enlightened, you can't tell everybody. I that's if if that makes sense, Dave. Would you you understand me? I know you're you, you guys are being nice to Kanye, which is fine. I mean, I understand some of his points. I don't believe in none of them, but I'm just going to call it what he is. He's a damn fool. We can sit up here and say mental health, but he has other issues too. Somebody need to put a put, put a fist in his mouth. He need to pull a pal. He need a guy that's going to pull him away 
when he wants to be on that microphone. I've been saying that forever. I've been saying that. And he doesn't have that person. Even if he have people in his lives right now, in his life right now, they won't they won't say what they need to say because why? You got a guy with money, a whole lot of money. Well, I, I beg to differ a little bit on that because a lot of people are the same way he's losing endorsements, the mm-hmm. same way people are walking away and quitting from from his own team. They're walking away from him the money because of they don't believe in how he's acting. You know those uh, those anti-Semitic uh, statements and comments that he's been talking about that killed um, him. He yeah. lost Aaron Donald yeah. from his Donda Donda Sports. He lost uh, Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics. His school okay. closed down. He had three young men that were in the top fifty. He had one dude that was number eight going to Kentucky. So he keeps himself surrounded with great people. <sighs> And, just, and, and today's point, some people, this is what I'm hearing, people that are close to him that are, are telling him, hey, man, you may want to put a muzzle on it. You may want to kind of check yourself. You may want to kind of just kind of go hibernate for a little while, let this blow over and come back. But he's not even listening to them. Like, you know, word is, you know, I get it. When you have that much money, you have a lot of yes people on your team. Of course. But I keep hearing that he has some people that are not yes people and they're trying to check him. And it's like, man, we we tried. He's a, he's just he's just a loose cannon right now. Are okay. we looking at this wrong, Dave? Because him leaving Adidas is costing Adidas one point five billion. But if Kanye take all his shoes and just sell them online, because he don't need a a physical brick and mortar place. If you first of all, you got to bid for Yeezys anyway. You just can't buy them. If he took his shoes and sold them online, he stands to make more than Adidas would make selling the shoe for him. If that's where his head was. I'm just saying, if he wanted to go into the shoe or the fashion business, he knows the model. Okay. I'm, now just tell me if I'm old or not, because I don't get the whole outfit. I don't get the shoes. I don't get. Oh, them shirts outfit. is ugly. Them all them shirts look like Django slave shirts. They long shirts with holes in them. They they so they look like he hopped a barbed wire fence and was like, what well, he hopped the barbed wire fence and went straight to a catwalk. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kanye West with the blood. And yeah. the, <laughs> the hands, his hands. I, I'm just going to tell you like this. I don't feel sorry for him because okay. I think the one point you brought up, who, who the you got two big-time athletes that moved away from his. The biggest. From his, from his agency, which is Jalen Brown, right? Yeah. And also Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. But who was the head of that? <laughs> Who was the head of that company? Who talked Aaron Donald and then signed him with a rapper? <laughs> Antonio Brown. Antonio, is Brown. The, Antonio Brown is the main guy. He's the president of Donald. He's the president. That you are lying man. to me. Yes, sir. Dave? Antonio Brown. You got two fools. You got two crazy <laughs> fools. We can simply say mental illness and everything, but those are two fools. Putting a company together. Antonio Brown and Kanye West is heckling Jekyll. Man. And people actually sign with them. Yeah. Yeah. These are not small time. I was today years old when I knew Antonio Brown was behind it, dog. I'm sick right now, dog. 
Okay, I'm just um, wow. It is, it's pathetic. It, I'm just telling. I can't feel. I understand what you're saying about mental issues, but he need to have a pull up, pal. And he just, he need to go away. He needs to go somewhere, another country, and disappear and Absolutely. get away from us. Well, don't don't be. It's other countries listening to the podcast saying, "Don't bring him over here." Well, I want him to have yet. I want them to have him. Want... I, don't want that. I don't want that treat no more. <laughs> I don't want that no more. So, so I believe, and this, and this is, you know, as a parent, we all parents, he wanted some things to not happen, like his kids. He ain't want his kids in social media, but their mama yeah. allegedly was pushing them because, you know, that's how they get their money from the sisters and the mama and the whoever and the kids. And so I, I, I just feel like, I, I, I'm gonna just say this out loud. I I hope somebody watches Kanye because I don't want him to hurt himself. Right. Because that only that's the only thing that he can do next, and write a very long note or a song or something. But I just don't want him to hurt himself. Well, I know one thing. I'm about to hurt myself eating one of these McDonald's McRib sandwiches because let me tell y'all something. This portion of the podcast, the McD's McRib sandwich, yeah. love at first bite. McD, Mickey D's McRib, bittersweet good news for you, man. Back, but only until November the 20th. And this McRib farewell tour. Hey, let me tell let me let me tell y'all something, man, about why I call myself a McRibber. I've been rocking with McDonald's McRibs from day one. And this is, is bittersweet for me because it's more than just a sandwich. Man, this is this is this is an epic. This is this is this is a this is an atmosphere that puts you into a mood of <laughs> of of you can't just grab a McRib sandwich and just eat it and then be done with it, man. You gotta have you gotta have your your bib on because you're gonna get a little messy with the sauce that's gonna be you gonna get up. it's gonna get a little messy. You gonna get a little messy. You can't you can't just leave it at just you you gotta get make sure when you bite into it you gotta bite a pickle. You know what I'm saying because the pickle. And the onions and the sauce combined together in one bite, it's an experience, man. It's, I can't even explain it. Y'all, Griff, you tell me what you're thinking, man. But this, this, I, I don't know if y'all are diehard McRibbers like the homie Rock T, but I know I can remember as a, an adult the first time I had a McRib, and I've always thought, this is the best sandwich I ever had in my whole life. And back then, I wasn't able to even be cool enough to say, I think it's the tangy barbecue sauce and the pickles <laughs> and all. Like, I ain't even know. I was just saying, this is the best sandwich I ever had in my life. And I feel sorry that some of y'all might not be able to have that same experience because November 20th is the last day. Super day. November 20th is the last day. I'm telling you, the first time I had one, I was a senior in high school. Preach. And I fell in love the first time I took a bite of it. That tangy barbecue sauce, the tart pickles, the onions mm. on that hoagie bun had oh. me locked in at first sight. Come I'm on, telling y'all. you. And every time it went away, a piece of my heart went away with it. <laughs> it really did. You said something right there because I've always been trying to tell McDonald's, why are we taking it away? Why? Man, Leave that thing. Leave that thing. You got me hooked. Come on, man. So, listen, we want to shout out to all of our listeners and all our fans out there. If you are a diehard McRib fan like us, and this is, or this could be your first time, if you've never tried a McRib, 
First of all, where you been? Okay, get Number it now for November the twentieth. Man, it's 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 bananas. It's exciting. It is what it is, man. McRib, I promise you, you're gonna come back to I Hate the Homies podcast and you're gonna be like, Rock, Rib, Super Dave. I never knew. Well, now you know. All right. It's going down. You got down. time. You got time. Let's yeah. talk about Deion Sanders, Rock. Let's go, man. Deion Primetime Sanders. He um listen, I, if I'm not mistaken, Auburn uh just fired their coach. And you already know Dion is no secret to saying that he would entertain a power five job. Do y'all see Deion Sanders going to Auburn and accepting the job if they offered it to him? I believe if Deion Sanders, why would he leave a situation where his son could get drafted probably in the second round? I don't know how many quarterbacks ahead of him right now, but definitely a second rounder, maybe because of his daddy, lower 24, 25 in the first round, you know? Um, He's made the entire country, there's more children going to HBCUs now percentage wise than they are going to the predominantly white institutions. Um, I can't see him selling out a whole, uh, and yes, you want to work your way up. He was a junior high. He was a high school. He's now HBCU. You do want to, because the only thing next is to go to Auburn and go to the NFL where, but I, I think he I think he understands that he needs to be there for just and now in a couple years, don't be looking for Dion. He did his thing. And look, I'm gonna say it like this: when his son leaves, he ain't gonna be so pressed to be an HBCU. <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing is if you had a chance to watch, if you guys had a chance to watch the college game day on ESPN. That thing was exciting. Tell them what it is for the people who don't know. This is the where the where Kurt Herbstreit, uh, Desmond Howard, they travel to each uh, big game on each Saturday, and most of the time we've never re- we've never heard about it going to HBCU. We've seen it go to Ohio State. Ohio State plays Michigan. Alabama playing LSU. Power yeah. five schools. Power, but when you see them go to HBCU school, like he did when they went to Jackson State. It was at FAMU a couple years ago, last year, last year, last year. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But I'm telling you, this was huge because you got a chance to see all of us come together yeah, without any trouble. You know what I mean? I don't want to bring any negativity in it, but I mean, let's just be truthful. You had a bunch of us come together for a big event like that, that Dion had a big hand in this thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it made it even bigger because now ESPN can go, you know what? We're missing. We're missing the boat on something. We need to start going to HBCUs. That's right. So if he That's right. To, if he jumps to the a uh, uh, Power Five, he set the blueprint on what the HBCU schools should be doing and other head coaches doing. We shouldn't hate on each other. He's just showing you a blueprint on how we can make money. Stop settling for the peanuts. The big schools are not doing that. They're going for the big money. They we as black people should stop selling for less and start getting more of what we deserve. Come on. And Rod, I don't know if you saw, but on, I was very, I was a very proud African-American when I watched, when I clicked on my ESPN app 
and went to my scores and looked at all my Penn States and Michigans and Iowas, and then I see Jackson State versus Southern. Come on, dog. Like, Let me tell you. like that was a that was a big deal, dog. This is this is why, in my opinion, why Deion Sanders will not go power five yet. <laughs> not yet, because and you guys just kind of you guys just kind of mentioned some of these points. Deion understands that his goal outside of helping these young men move to the next level, but also to bring attention and spotlight to our HBCUs, what comes along with attention and spotlight? Money. That's right. So he's going to close, he's going to help close a major funding deal somewhere over this next year or two. I promise you it's going to be a huge pot of money not only for him in Jackson State, but it's going to be spread out throughout all HBCUs. I don't know what the name of this 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 fund is going to be, but he's going to help bring so much money from media, television money. That they're going to have to they're going to have to split it with everybody. It's going to be a lick though. Merch, merchandise. I mean, sponsors. There's going to be so much money once he does that and completes this deal. That's when he says, hey, guys, I've done my job. I did my Do part. Y'all take it from here. Okay. And why would you want to go to a losing Auburn anyway? It's only going to okay. get worse. Y'all are both crazy right now. If if Auburn came knocking on Dion's door right now, because we're talking about money, and I know Dion has a whole bunch of money, but when you got a school why not going to leave? A, a whole bunch more money to you. I mean, they're spending $15 million. Fifteen and a half million dollars to buy out Brian Harson's deal. They're throwing money out. Dion had a chance to go to Florida State. Florida State missed out on bringing Dion in. Yeah, they did. He's his son is not getting the quarterback is not getting the publicity he should be getting. Being he should be in the Heisman race. The numbers he's putting up right now. They've been saying that. Harvard, They've been high key, low key saying that. To hear Kirk yes. Herbstreit say that on College yeah. Game Day, that was special. But if you go, if you got a chance to go to Auburn, you Auburn, you put you put him, you put Dion, you put his son on the map, and some of those guys I know we're talking about some of the guys at Jackson State now they're going to do the transfer portal and head over to wherever Dion is. But he's opened up the door. He showed them how to do the blueprint. It's time for him to make his money. I mean, you do want bigger and better things. He wants to be in the Power Five. Nah, he stay black. He wants to go I against guess. those schools. <laughs> no. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Listen, man. Y'all, Dave, what's his nickname? Primetime. <laughs> he loves the spotlight. He loves this attention that he's getting, the credit that he's getting, and he ain't ready to leave the spotlight. No, exactly. Come on, Rock. No. How much more, Rock? Prime. How much more? How much Look. more spotlight would he get if he turned Prime is, around? Prime is a smart brother. This dude is he's beyond just a one of the if not the coldest athlete of all time. This dude is a very intelligent brother. He knows what he's doing. He is not gonna go anywhere anytime soon. I give him maybe two or three more years, then maybe he'll start thinking about it. When he leave, he's out, dog. This is the same guy that went from Atlanta to San Francisco for a bigger stage and went to the Cowboys for a bigger stage. Auburn is a big stage. If he wins there, if he can prove he can win there, 
the sky's the limit for whatever he wants to do. You don't want to leave the ACCU and jump in the SEC. Yes, you do want to leave. Yes, you do want to leave. You huh. mean if Auburn can yeah, either one of y'all, y'all had success at Jackson State. You guys are Dion primetime right now. If the, if they came to you right now, six-year deal, hundred million dollars. So you're gonna mean you're gonna pass that up because you want to be at a HBCU and continue your legacy there when you got a chance to make more money and be on a bigger stage and win even bigger in a power five. That's his goal. You would pass that up. But okay. No, by the way. (laughs) But does Dion have that same coach prime respect swag? If I ain't swag to white kids, because it's not the same. And you know that. If you win. If you go there and win, you're bringing some of your guys that you got at Jackson State. We talk about this all the time, Super Dave. You not going to win in the SEC. You go out there playing with these boys. You already know what's about to happen. I'm not going to doubt him. I'm not going to doubt him that he can't win there. We're talking about can can he beat Alabama? Everything is even right now in the SEC. It ain't just Alabama. It's LSU. Let me me want to be in that That's why you go after Deion Sanders. Let me let me preach to y'all real fast. Let me let me pull. Let me come from the mind of the sports genius of Rock Teasy for Sheezy. This is one of those moments. Primetime Deion Sanders has already said that give us a couple more years and we're going to be competing against the Alabamas. We're going to have the same talent as the Georgias. We're going to have just give us a few more years. That's his goal. That's part of his challenge. The money, yes, he got it all good. I guarantee you he's got so his endorsement deals that he has. I guarantee you he's making as much with his endorsement deals that he will get any kind of check from Auburn. Okay, I digress there. But he wants to prove that HBCU uh, uh, programs can compete on the same level as Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, and whoever else. Okay, in the SEC or whatever. Can they rock? And right now, no. But that's one of his goals. That's motivating him. Can they in two years? No, they can't. It depends. Look what the, look who he just recruited this last year, the number one uh, wide receiver in the country. Okay? So just yeah, imagine that wide receiver stop of the cornerbacks from Alabama and Tennessee and Florida and Georgia. Rock. Bro, those are the same caliber type players that he would have been playing against if he didn't change his mind. He would have been playing against them, thing, them same players. Dude, when you... Listen, when I'm all black everything. I'm Issa Wright with this, dog. I'm, I'm, I'm black... Whoever black though, <laughs> like, but Listen, real, man. but 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 we have the advantage of watching football from an unfair advantage. We watch it at an angle that's not realistic to no athlete that play, uh, no athlete that plays football looks at football from above the quarterback view. So. It's easy for us to say what we won't do and what we want, but Deion Sanders is a complete athlete. Right now, he knows he ain't ready to go to Auburn. He knows. He knows that. Like, he's safe where he at. He down here getting Geico commercials. They done moved the goose over. They done moved the Aflac goose over to a goat. 
Now the GOAT, who is Deion Sanders, and the Goose, who is uh, the Alabama coach, are going back and forth in commercials. Like, he's winning on such a level of an HBC. Like, if he ain't do, if, if Deion Sanders ain't do nothing else for HBCUs tomorrow, he did it all. And listen, he's le- when the playing field gets leveled, when the playing field gets, because he's recruiting, these players are going to start passing on Alabama's to Georgia, and they're going to come out to Jackson State because they want to play with Brian. Are they, they right? They know they can get to the league playing with Prime too. So do it's not just nope. about nope. the quarterback and the wide receiver. It's defensive linemen, deep offensive linemen. Rock, you gonna you gonna leave you gonna leave a giant school in Allen, Texas, Thank you. and go play for uh, go play for Jackson for Bethune Cookman. <laughs> Are you asking me? Yeah. Yes. If I if I got if I got an opportunity to go to an HBCU and it's an NIL deal, let's not forget about the NIL deals. And more go. and more top recruits are coming as well. Come on, man. Absolutely. But I just like to say I didn't go to college at all. I wanted to be a comedian since I was three years old. No offense to Bethune-Cookman graduates or uh, alum. I was just using them as an example. But I believe that we're talking about Dion, and we could go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I won't, because... I won't, I won't rock to answer this because you answered it already. I already know what he goes. They, go they gave you – they're giving you an eight- the ten-year deal to turn Arvin around right now, hundred million dollars. I know all the great things you've done for HBCUs, all the great things you've done you've done for Jackson State, mm-hmm. and you're saying that Dion or you're not ready right now. But they're putting that contract in front of you right now, and they believe in you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna pass that up. I got two answers for that. <laughs> Answer number one is, if I'm thinking like I'm thinking like Dion is thinking. I know I have resources to go get that money to bring into my, not only my Jackson State University, but also to help bring more attention to HBCUs. I can get my, I can get that money elsewhere through sponsorship and endorsement and giving and don't, I can get that. I'm still going to get the money somehow. What's your second answer? My second answer is because of that, I'm staying put for at least three more years. Oh my God. I can't Absolutely. believe this. I'm gonna, dude, I I'm promise gonna... you, when his son leave, he leaving. Watch. Yeah, Don't exactly. nobody be shocked in the May. <laughs> and, and guess what? His son got another year. His son got another year to seriously be put on some Heisman stuff and some other stuff. So he got one more year. So that means Dion got one more class that could be special. And then he might be two fingers, though. Boy, that class, where can that class head to? They can head to a power five where his son would be noticed even more to maybe be in the Heisman Trophy race, and he probably won a Heisman Trophy by the number. You don't, you don't right want there. your son to be getting beat up by Tennessee and, and Mississippi State and Florida and Georgia. No. You don't want that for your no, son. Don't be surprised that Deion's son, Shador, is, 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 is starts having those name is starting mentioning in those conversations. And on that panel, I wanted to. Trophy at the end of the year. Yeah, I wanted to. If he's not in New York at the Heisman Trophy presentation and he's one of the people sitting on that doggone stage right before they're about to get ready to announce the the winner. It ain't, I mean, there's still a half a season left, guys. But at Jackson State, you're saying, but we're saying this year, right? This year. Don't be surprised if that happens this year. 
if he keeps putting those kind of numbers up. Now, right now, he, he got 2,400 yards and 24 touchdowns and five interceptions. That boy is balling out of control. On, the only thing that they're, they're going to say on why he will not win, even if he is up on that stage, is because of the, the level of competition. Strength the, the conference. Yeah, strength, strength, yeah. Strength, yeah. Right. strength of and conference. Can, and that's a, fair, that's a fair argument. That's a fair argument. If he makes it, if yeah, it must be nice to get 500 yards passing against Southern and Grambling. Do <laughs> he makes his way to New York to even sit in the chair in New York for the Heisman Trophy presentation? Find me a cold ass lake, and I would get naked and go in that cold ass lake just for that. Well, look here, Apollonia. <laughs> you don't know what could happen, Apollonia. Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> <laughs> we going to Lake Minnetonka, Minnesota. <laughs> mark that. Let's, let's move on to the while next. We rock, while we market stuff, let's talk about some of these college games. Um, what was the biggest upset to y'all? I already know what you're going to say, Dave. Uh, rock, what was the biggest one for you? Once again, man, there just ain't no upset. I think the TCU Horn Frogs, man, <laughs> them boys going to be in the doggone – uh, they may mess around and get in that playoff, man. I like, I like TCU. We'll, we'll, we'll TCU. know next week. We'll know next episode, should I say? Yes. But I, I'm looking at. I told somebody today, if uh, you know, somebody said, "Well, what's the BCS and how?" We, I said the BCS basically going to say this: Georgia number one, Ohio State number two, Michigan number three and Alabama number four, and then Tennessee number five. Like, that, that's what's going to happen. Quote them. Them four right there. Quote them. I, I, still think they, I still think Alabama is on the outside looking in. I think they'll be in that fifth spot. I'll put, I'll put Tennessee and Michigan can flip-flop. It could be three or four between those two. But, again, when the BCS comes out on no, Tuesday. but Tennessee played Georgia this week. Yeah, exactly. It, do, it doesn't matter. All these all these schools got to play each other. And I think in the end, we'll know we'll be playing for a national championship. And Alabama still has a shot. TCU has a shot. And that's all you want is a shot right now. Hey, TCU out here playing some special football, dog. And they be that? losing. And then they come back. Them boys got grit. They got oh, yeah. grit. Definitely. But we'll find out with Tennessee and Georgia who's who's the real deal, because those two teams will cancel one each other, each other out, and then your team. I mean, I don't want to take notice of Michigan just because of you, but then you got to take notice of Michigan because of what happened in the locker room on the way to <laughs> after the Michigan State game. Did you see that? Yeah, four Michigan State players got suspended. What the heck is going on, man? It's First of all, little level. brothers, little brothers in Lansing, relax. That's number <laughs> right. one. That's number one. You know this is a big game. Even Michigan know they got to play up to because everybody want a shot at the champ. So Michigan State loses again, and guess what that means? Four weeks, Ohio State. Ohio State ain't really got to play nobody for four weeks, and we ain't got to play nobody for four weeks. So week uh, the the last Saturday in November Thanksgiving weekend Saturday we about to see something period that was a bunch of that was a punk move by by Michigan State because you know you go you went in that game knowing you I know it's an in state rival 
you went in the game knowing you were going to be 20 20 point dog underdogs in that football game Easy. and we can say that you know both teams shouldn't have to go up to the same tunnel but they've been doing that for years so we can't blame it on that it was some knuckleheads on the team they got mad because you the lost what you lost the end of the day one. i don't know if some kind of prosecution is going to come about this but they need they need to be kicked off the team at the end of the day if, if we don't see anything from a police report anything like that they need to be kicked off the team for what they did after that game because that's an embarrassing thing for the state for the schools and for the coaches and for the team they shouldn't be on the team right now You're they right. should be another game they should be done with football period what what about what about Louisville putting 48 on number 10, Wake Forest? <laughs> now, Wake Forest is another one of those sneaky teams that I was just starting to say, hold on, let me let me spend a little bit more time paying attention to this team. But uh they do you like Northwestern? They give you Northwestern vibes. Right. Sometimes, sometimes they be sweet. But but to get to number 10, that's a big deal for Wake Forest. So they'll fall to wherever they fall, and they still gonna be happy. What's I going on? Even though both of these teams got two losses now, what's up with Kansas State putting 48 That's a scary. That's Oklahoma a, State? That's a scary team. That is a scary team. Yeah. And that's the TCU still got to see. They still have to see them because you're going to see them in the, in the Big 12 championship game. So they're not out the woods yet. The, the one thing I had about TCU, the big question mark is, I'm not sold on their defense. The offense is score. They can put points on the board. But I need that defense to be a little bit better if you're going to go against teams like Georgia, teams that get like Tennessee or Michigan or I Alabama. They own, bro. I think you got to be able to Believe I like TCU, but I'm telling you, it's just a different brand of football when you play against the SEC, and you know that. You know, you have everybody saying Cincinnati Bearcats, Cincinnati Bearcats, but them boys lost to unranked UCF, and they yeah. was ranked 20th. They lost 25 to 21. What happened to their squad? Like, what happened to... Last year, if I'm not mistaken, they lost. Man, they lost, like, I think... They lost a lot of players. They lost yeah, a lot I of players. They're 22 starters. I think 18 were seniors last year. Rock, 16 people from Georgia went to the NFL, dog. Yeah, but that's Georgia. Like, 16 new came in. <laughs> and they didn't lose a step. That's the difference. That's the difference. You know that right. if I'm Georgia, that just mean that means Georgia just got 16 16 red shirts. That's, that's it. what they got. That's right. They got 16 man when you when you when you talking about the Georgias and the Alabamas and all them man they got the, the backups may be better than the people that starting. They just waiting for their shot. You're right. That's why I can't wait when the BCS comes out we'll know the truth. Because are we are we really concerned with the top five six teams? Top six, yes. Tops. What well, really top Where's six? Seven? Really top seven? Where's because seven? a lot of seven times eight. three play five exactly. and two plays. So it, yeah. even if you eight, you yeah. kind of gotta you feel good about your chances because all them SECs and and Michigans and Ohio States they gotta play each other. So I say don't sleep on the top eight and number nine should. I I would feel good at number nine. There it is, man. Should we should in the NFL? NFL. I, I like to start this horrible NFL week, dog. Go, go ahead, dog. <laughs> go ahead, man. What happened to your get, Ravens, uh, man? We get the violin music. Field goal, bro. <laughs> we need we need we need funeral music. 
We need somebody singing. Oh, man, the Raiders couldn't even get a, get a kick a field goal, dog. <laughs> they didn't have 100 total yards passing until the fourth quarter. Bro. When they benched Derek Carr, when they benched Derek Carr with four minutes left, I, I was just looking like, don't do D.C. like that. But then the boy that came in with no timeouts – Took them boys to the two yard line. Would have scored if he had another. I was like, well, I don't know. That was embarrassing. It was. Damn straight. Ain't nothing you can say. You just got drug off the dog on field, man. It is what it is. Y'all want to talk about Tom Brady and them Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What's going on? (laughs) I don't. You know what? I don't think what people. I mean, I know that the the divorce was finalized this past week. I just think they have a bad football team right now, and I don't think. I think Bruce Arians was a big part of them winning the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And, and it's done against, reason he uh, it's done against Todd Bowles. Bowles is a great defensive coordinator. And some Bowles. guys are just meant to be coordinators. Not, not You can make white, black, I don't care. I'm not speaking of any color. I'm just saying most guys are meant to be coordinators. And most guys can't lead men. And I think that's what I'm looking at when I see him leading these uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because the defense is not good. That's his specialty, and they can't stop nobody. So you put the you put the the pressure and everything back on Ty Bowles because that's what you're supposed to be good at. Tom Brady can handle the offense. They got the offensive line is bad, no running game right now. Leonard Fournette came in heavy. He came in fat this past season. But in in Bowles still calling the defense. I know he's head coach, but isn't he's he still, still calling call, the defense. And that's what I mean. He's still calling the defense. If he wants to keep his job. You hand that position to somebody else. You can look you can look at the whole entire team. Everybody's not meant to be over entire team. Most guys Agreed. are and I and you know what? That sounds crazy, but you're absolutely right. You gotta have an offensive part. If it here go the three of us right here. Somebody gotta do offense, somebody gotta do defense, and somebody gotta do special teams. You can't do all three of them. It sounds no. easy. Cause you're like, oh, it's just the same. But when the when the defense trusts you all the way, now the defense can't trust you some because you're all in the offense. Like, so I, I get it. I understand exactly what you're saying, and it's not a bad thing because uh, coordinators and and assistants get awards too at the exactly. end of the year. Yes, yeah. but look at look at all the people that came out from under Bill Belichick, who was a great successor leaving bill does really it definitely know. ain't josh mcdaniels dog josh mcdaniels is what he's a hell of a coordinator because he won championship he's a hell of a coordinator he, he got six rings yeah but he, but he cannot be a head coach he can't dog. Right now. Hey, i was hype when my man patricia went to detroit a couple years ago i'm like oh, he oh, messed up y'all he messed, <laughs> he messed he messed over y'all yeah i was hype i'm like oh it's gonna go down but like uh-uh. Most um, guys are meant to be coordinators, and that's it. I'm not saying don't take your shot at being a head coach, but it takes a lot to be a head coach. You can't handle both jobs. You can't still be a defensive coordinator and still be a head coach. Take the so position I, of head coach and oversee the team. You can you can chime in every now like Bill Parcells did. He chimed in every now and then. At the end of the day, it's going to be his decision if he wants to continue to run the ball. Answer me this. Bill Parcells is a great coach. That's what made Jimmy Johnson a great coach. Bill Belichick, a great coach. At the end of the day, they still make the call at the end. But you got to be 
How are the Eagles undefeated? And A.J. Brown is getting three touchdowns and 156 yards. It was against Pittsburgh. It was against Pittsburgh, and that's fine. They did exactly what you're supposed to do on a team that they were better than. Pittsburgh is not good this year. Let's not be be crazy about this. They're not good. They came out and punched Pittsburgh in the mouth, and that's what you're supposed (laughs) to do. You feel like you're the better team. No different than what the Cowboys did to the Chicago Bears. Right. Chicago Bears put up 240 yards against the Cowboys rushing. But the Cowboys scored on the first four drives, dominated the entire game. There was never a doubt where you thought the Cowboys had a chance to lose that game. They dominated. Now, they gave up yards rushing, but then now we have the big question mark about the Cowboys' offense because Dak looked good in that game. But then do you go with Pollard? Because Zeke set out this past week. And Pollard averaged nine and a half yards a carry. Nine and a half Pollard yards. Pollard been sweet. I'd have thought somebody would have wanted Pollard two seasons ago. They did. Uh, yes, but I don't I think what the Cowboys are doing, they got the they got the right thing they're doing, which is you got a guy that has power, which is Zeke, and you have a slasher and the guy that has breakaway speed can break one at any time, which is Pollard. I think you give both of them the same amount of carries. If you can get 15 to 20 carries a game, it keeps Dak from throwing it 30 to 40 times a game. Keep you in that position where you keep the game close, but also your running game lets you hold on to that ball and that other team not get the ball. Because when you start playing teams like Green Bay, Minnesota, keep you play keep away. If you can run the ball, you play both. But people uh-huh. say it like they did with Cooper Rush. Now you saw Pollard, what he did, 14 carries, 131 yards, three touchdowns. We don't need Zeke no more. Yes, you do. You still need Zeke. Yeah, it's a package deal. It's a package deal. We're not ready. Let's not go into the situation of who's a better running back at this point in time. Oh, no. No. I think think they feed off each other because before Zeke got hurt, he had a solid game. You know, he he looked like the Zeke of old. So He did look like young Ohio State. I believe I can't believe we're agreeing on something. Yes, we shouldn't have to go past this. Jerry Jones shouldn't be making a comment about this. It should be Zeke being your starter and Pollard doing exactly what he's doing. But when Pollard gets the ball more than 15 times in a game, they're eight and no. And so let, me tell you, court, let me tell you why why that why that works for Pollard. Because mm-hmm. he could easy he could easily be disgruntled. He could easily be be tired of calling the backup or the number two. But he understands, like, okay. In the role that I'm playing, I'm shining. I'm the man. Every time I come in, I do my part. Absolutely. The owner is happy. The coaches is happy. The fans is happy. The score is happy. And Mm -hmm. I don't have to beat my body up as much. I like it. I don't want to start. And I'm on the Dallas Cowboys. Come on, man. I'm America's team. And I'm good. Best life ever. Let's go. And, and, And no one really has that one type of back anymore like they did back in the day with Emmitt Smith with, with the Cowboys or the Dalen Thomason with uh, the San Diego Chargers. But now you have – I mean, I know you still got uh, uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, who had a hell of a game against the Houston, Texas. He put up – 100 yards. 219 yards. And hey, do y'all see, was a, do y'all see what, the, what the – next time y'all watch the Tennessee Titans play, uh-huh. look at majority of the offense – after the quarterback gives Derrick Henry the ball, they literally just kind of like they're watching. <laughs> they just, yes. I mean, they'll, 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 they'll initiate they like the guards. Yeah. They like the guards and take their feet, take their cleats off. Yes. 
the, the Yo, funny part. Like, here we go. They go that the grown part, man. The funny part about that is Derrick Henry, 219 yards in that game. That's his sixth time doing it in his career. Only two other players. If you can think of the two other players I'm talking about. Jim Brown, I, OJ. Nope. OJ and uh, Eric Dickerson. No, OJ. Adrian and Barry Peterson. Sanders. No, Adrian Peterson. You got the OJ right. You cut up on OJ. You cut up on OJ one. That was a good one. But it was also, <laughs> y'all didn't get You're going to say you cut <laughs> up. You cut up on the OJ. Uh, on that now note, all the OJ fans hate you. Maybe it's time to maybe it's time to wrap the show now. After that, that might be. We're going to say it all calm. You cut up on the OJ. <laughs> you see how he was like, man. Look, he, he just grinning grin like he just in dick. Like, <laughs> like you're a little kid, bro. <laughs> let's let's get into the let's get into the three minute drill, dog. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah or nay, I'm homie, gonna... real quick. Okay, let's make it. <laughs> I can't stop laughing about what I just said. Y'all don't want to laugh with me. That's fine. First one, Aikman says that Amari Cooper gone from the Cowboys. Jerry Jones should trade for another star wideout. What we've seen this past week against the Chicago Bears. Gallup's back. Gallup's back with the Cowboys. You still have uh, uh, Lamb. I don't, think they have, I don't think they have to trade if they go get uh, Odell Beckham Jr., right? Because he's a free agent, right? Oh, God. Yeah, but do you, you think you need another receiver right now? That's the sure. whole question. Sure, sure. Here's why. Because Gallup is brittle, right? I like Gallup, but he can't make it. He, he hasn't survived the whole season yet, has he? But it's I been hurt. a while. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He, yeah, it's been a while. Go get OB. Always go something get, going wrong with Gallup. Go, yeah, go put, go get your put your team in a running for Odell Beckham Jr. We know he probably gonna wind up somewhere in Kansas City or Buffalo or maybe back in LA. But I'm Jerry Jones. I'm saying, hey, we gonna add our team to the list. If you want to come out, come out, come come holla at us. I think it's a yay. I like the running game that we just talked about with the Cowboys. You could always add another piece like what the Rams did last year. The Rams did what most teams want to do now. What Philadelphia did this past season. Go out and get the players you need because you want to win it this year. You're not talking about five years down the line. Absolutely. You're talking about winning it this year. So if you have an Odell Beckham that's at a good bargain price, and you can mm-hmm. you can rent him for a year, you know, for the uh, last part of the season. <laughs> you can. Go go do these grown men. Yeah, you can. Treat him like treat him like he has his You know why you can get him cheap? Because he already has his ring. Yeah, he already has his ring. Yeah, and I mean he'll get his money eventually, but. I don't want to pay him this year. If I can get him for a good price and put him on my team and help us make a playoff run, I'll bring him in. So, yay for you. Yay for Rock. I'm going to go nay. Dak got his own problems. He don't need nobody else new. He don't need no <laughs> new problems, dog. <laughs> Throw it to CD Lamb and leave me alone, dog. Next question. Go ahead. Uh, Shaka Khan. Now, we all know Shaka Khan, right? What'd she thinks do? singers who rely on auto tunes need to try different a different job, like working for the post office. So she's against guy. <laughs> Man, don't do it like that, Shaka. I love Shaka Khan. She ain't singing no more, pretty much. Yeah, but she's where does your work, dog? <laughs> <laughs> but you know how people that can actually sing how they feel about people that use the auto tunes and all that but if you're making money from it i'm not i'm not paying for if it i use auto tunes 
I tell Shaka to shut up. <laughs> Man, they gave T Pain the business for so long yeah, when, he, they did. when he came out. You know, they liked him, but they still like, man, that's not really singing. Listen, if you can be creative enough to come up with your own lane to make dope music, yeah. I ain't mad at you, man. Go ahead and do it. I mean, it's a different sound when you perform live because yeah. now you got to really sing. <laughs> but I mean, but and, I, and like I said, I love Shaka, but we need to stop being bitter. Toward each other because this Shaka is sound like an old lady talking yes. about these new kids and all yes. this hippity hop hop music. Yes, because she did the same thing when she took Prince song. I feel for you, you know the song back in the eighties. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. She didn't like that part. She was pissed when they put start putting the rapper, um, the dude from Rappers Delight at the beginning, saying Shaka Khan. Shaka. She didn't want none of that. She just wanted her singing. That's what made it a hit, even Absolutely. through us singing. Dr. Khan is a whole alcoholic. Next story. That's it. <laughs> there it is. So I'm nay on that one, doggone. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm nay on that too, Shaka. Because one day somebody gonna say, Shaka who? <laughs> now we're gonna respect Shaka, man. She, she put her she put her footprint deep into this doggone music business. So there it is. She's a lady. So on that note, man, I hate the homies podcast. Wrapping up, I'm Rock Teasy for Sheezy. Hey, man, it's your boy, Griff. And I hate the homies, but I love Shaka Khan. (laughs) And it's your boy, Super Dave, giving rocks to all the kids in the world. Come by my house. I got something for you. Guess what? We don't care. We don't care. We don't care. Hey, make sure you also check me out with my beautiful wife, Crystal, on our my other podcast called The Perfect Pair Podcast. We talk everything relationship-based, black love, and uh just anything else when it comes to building strong relationships in your relate in your in your in your marriage, uh, in business, and all of the all of the above. So check it out, Perfect Pair Podcast. Deuces, man. We out here. We'll see y'all next episode. Ah, I hate the homies. I Hate the Homies is an Urban One Incorporated and Reach Media production hosted by your boy Griff, Rock T, and Crazy Super Dave. Follow I Hate the Homies on all social media at I Hate the Homies. Executive produced by me, Arlen Griff Griffin. How about that? Senior Director of Podcast Operations, my girl, Sierra Reed. Supervisory producer Kobe Cove Tyner and the Eagles ain't lost yet. Sales and corporate partnerships Josh Romani, Kadisha Campbell, and Michelle Marino. Digital marketing Walter Gaynor, JR Davis, your Bears though, and Tim Hall. Thank y'all for listening to I Hate the Homies podcast. And please tell a friend to tell a friend.